0: welcome to define you radio after dark conversations where real people have unfiltered conversations about the topics that influence the way we think feel and move each week with your host valencia griffin wallace today on after dark conversations we're talking about dealing with racism Without internalizing all the hate with Queen Donna Barnes. And I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. I am your host, Valencia Griffin Wallace, and welcome to Define You Radio's After Dark Conversations, where we have unfiltered talk about everything. If you like the show, go ahead and subscribe and share with your family, friends, and foes. With that being said, we're gonna go ahead and get into it. Queen Donna, how you doing today? I'm doing good and you? I'm I'm doing pretty, pretty good. And I'm so glad we're having this discussion about dealing with racism um from the point of view of being a, a black woman or a person, period. And what kind of inspired me to talk about this. Cause when a lot of stuff was like really going on and I say it like that, but stuff is always going on. But let's say back in like June, May around that time, I went to the post office to pick up a package and they had this older white lady in there. No lie. And I was in a mood that day and I guess I was giving off that energy like I don't like I might slap a white person type energy that day so real talk the lady asked me a question like if somebody was working that day or whatever and I was like I don't know I don't come to this post office literally and I just the you know what they say if looks can kill yeah (laughs) so I went so she didn't say nothing else. So I went outside, I was putting my package in the car and the lady walked up to me and she was like, you know, I'm really sorry about everything that's going on. I'm, I'm not racist at all. I'm not one of those kind of white people and stuff like that. And I'm looking at at her like, you know, and, and she was like, you know, I noticed, you know, how when I asked you whatever in the post office, and this a while ago, so I'm kind of really paraphrasing, but basically, long story short, I was get that energy. I felt like really, I I can't deal with any white people besides my husband and the people I'm related to. Um, I really gave that off, and I had to kind of check myself on on the way home because that's not the energy that I want to. I don't want to give that off because I don't want that type of energy coming back to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, what's your take on that situation? Because it's like, should I even feel bad for giving off that kind of energy? You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say you should feel bad, but
1: what I will say is that sometimes when certain situations happen, it is hard to try to remain calm or try to remain at peace when it just seems like our race is being, um, I want to say destructed or, but for a better term, like we're being picked on, um, by other races and things like that. Like it's really hard to not feel, you know, what our other counterparts are feeling, even though we might not have personally experienced it, We as a race have experienced it. So I'm not going to say it's wrong, but I think it's like sometimes being mindful of how our behaviors can affect someone else. And that's vice versa as well with the other races thinking about how their behaviors and their treatment can affect us as a culture.
0: Mm. You're so smart. Because I even went through, uh, I think sometimes we take in too much right so i was seeing like how african people is being treated in china and i've been stopped going to the to the nail shops like a couple like i don't know maybe a year and a half two years ago so then i'm looking at everybody crazy i even told my son um girlfriend i was like you still going to the nail shop you see how chinese people treat or I honestly say it like this. You see how them Asians? I went all the way there where I was like, you see how them Asians treat black people, and you you can't find somebody black to do your nails. But.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> what well, I will say this. <laughs> I like, will say, <clears throat> you know, one thing that I had to learn is like everybody might not be like that, you know. So China. Might have treated, you know, the Africans a different way, but maybe not everybody in China. So just knowing or being able to differentiate between the two, because some people act in a way because it's a learned behavior. So that's all that that's all that they know. They don't know anything else. That's how they were raised. That's what they were taught. But then they do have some people that was raised the same way, taught the same thing but knew that it was wrong. So they changed their behavior. They changed their beliefs and their value systems. So I will say, you know, maybe all Asians and maybe all Chinese people aren't the same, just like with any um, race and ethnicity. Everybody that's Caucasian is is not bad. Everybody that's African-American is not bad. Some people that's just like the stereotype that all black men are thugs. That is not true that all black men are thugs. So just being able for people to be able to differentiate that, like there are some bad people, but there are also some good people.
0: It's what's funny. It's like, i look at it. Like, I don't want people to judge black people based on one or two things they see or whatever else, but I do it to, I'm not going to lie. I do it to other people. (laughs) Like, um, it's I think it's just human human nature but when I look at like the world as a whole and that's kind of what when you talk about dealing with you know black people's mental health like you know anybody listening and has been following me no, I kind of like shut down I had shut down because I'm like everybody's stupid like aliens mm-hmm. come <laughs> get me now literally come get me or come get whoever belonged to you um but it's hard. Like I call it trauma porn. I don't know if that's the real term for it or what other people call it. But when you constantly seeing videos of things being done to black people mm-hmm. um, getting shot or beat or all these racist incidents with these Karens. Mind you, I've never had none of these incidences, but it's like I have that energy. I wish a Karen would, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: And I was about to say, like, in those, like, I know, um, one, the, the last big incident was like the George Floyd thing, but I know so many have transpired even after him, but I couldn't even bring myself to watch the video. Um, and it's not that because I didn't want to deal with it. It's because I knew I couldn't deal with it. I knew that if I was to watch the video of what would have happened, then that would have put a bad taste in my mouth on all police, whether black or white. Right. Because you stood you stood there and watched, you know. So sometimes I think it's, you know, getting to that place of protecting your spirit, protecting your being, especially if you know that you you're not strong
0: to handle that. And it's 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 too much. I'm right right now where I'm at, um, and they had an incident incident not incident I can't even talk um not that long ago a week or two ago in in Lafayette oh yeah Louisiana and you know that's where my son lives and goes to well goes I say go to school but he ain't in school right now because of I was like uh-uh um but he lives out there and I'm like so it's some things like I will purposely shut down and like not watch. And he'll say, ma, you heard about this or you heard about that or saw this or saw that. And when I saw something happen in Lafayette, even though I knew he was on, um, he's been on hurricane orders. So he ain't even been in Lafayette. So, uh, but like I go in panic mode, like, you know, is this one of your friends? Like, what happened? Like, oh my gosh, was are they about to start protesting? Am I about to have to get the gap, get the gat, get the get go to Lafayette? <laughs> you know, like it just, I mean, as a parent, because even if when you talk about it from a parental perspective, like I want to literally lock him in his room and be like, you ain't going nowhere. Because as much as I've had police friends over the years, I find myself when I see, pass a police car i'm looking at them all crazy mm-hmm. and i've never i kid you not and i've been out here since before hurricane katrina i've never gotten pulled over except one time behind the inspection sticker and it happened to be a cop i knew and this was many many years ago um where i live. You like in the parish I live in, mm-hmm. but I find myself riding around here. Just when I see a cop car, it's just like, if looks could kill, if I could shoot and it could be a quote unquote good cop, but you kind of lump them in all together. Like, it's not even like a black cop, white cop, Asian cop. It's all, it's like it's all, all y'all, all y'all suck right now.
1: <laughs> you know? I think it's because so much has happened. And it's like, well, what are your counterparts doing when this is happening? Or better yet, why are your counterparts, you know, it's okay to support the blue, but what about the life that was just lost, you know, and it's really a lot to take in because we want to believe that there are good cops because there really are good cops. But are you holding the bad cops accountable? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you know what I think, too? I think it don't help when you see the Blue Lives Matter on the back of people, trucks or people. To me, that has almost become a code for uh, I'm a racist. Mm-hmm. That's how I I look at it when I see the little Blue Lives Matter flag or whatever. Like blue is a job. Right. Black is my life. Amen. Yes. But uh, and I was about to say people, yeah, because I was about to say you know
1: people don't view it as that, and a lot of people get some people um, get offended when you say Black Lives Matter. But I don't think they understand the significance of Black Lives Matter. You know, people are not saying that Caucasian and Asians and Hispanic lives don't matter. They're not even saying blue lives don't matter. But what we're saying is killing us um, when we didn't even do anything wrong. Is wrong, like our life matter. You don't have to do that because with other races, you're gonna take them in um Mm. to jail. But when it comes to us, you're gonna kill us or you're gonna put your knee on us or you're gonna shoot us and then try to holler self-defense or the famous quote, I feared for my life. We everybody feared for their life. Blacks could fear for their life every day, but we don't just go out and kill everybody that has done nothing wrong to us. Hmm.
0: And when, um, when I think my, my issue, we definitely going to have to have another conversation in regards to that with the whole black lives matter, um, as well, because I think a lot of people don't like the organization versus what that saying means. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't understand, like, honest i i support what the saying means i understand everything behind it the organization i i honestly think is almost kind of like the naacp like you've been around all this time and have accomplished what so um the, and those are my personal feelings so i support it as a movement the uh, meanings on and so forth but as an organization i'm like janet jackson what have you done for me lately?
1: Mm-hmm. Like, what are you,
0: what, are, what have you done? That's a whole other discussion.
1: You yeah, know, uh, I think with the movement, oh, go ahead. Uh-uh, no, you got I, it. I was about to say, I think with the movement, I think it should be expounded upon. Like, don't just let black lives matter um, when it comes to cops killing us. I think right. black lives should matter every day. Um, whether a cop is killing us or not, our life matter. Even when we have beef with another person in our race, our life still matters. So taking our life as it's precious, you know, not taking it for granted or not just taking our life because you mad or somebody didn't respect you or you feel disrespected. So black lives should matter in our, in our own culture, as well as when it relates to cops killing us inappropriately.
0: And and even to expound upon that, um, Black Lives Matter when it comes to, you know, the poison water up in Flint.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, it's, it's so many different layers, like even this whole term of food deserts that I'm just really learning about because it never made sense to me. Like, how can you not have a grocery store, you know, that you have access to? But there really are places like that and i think depending on where you are on the socio economic level some things don't make sense until you until you see it then it's like okay i understand now i cuz i take for granted that i could hop in my car and walmart you know i could drive to walmart or they really got a grocery store around here but not that's not everybody's situation mm-hmm. so it didn't make sense to me until i was like okay i think i get it Ooh. Yeah. So um as far as like dealing with mental health what like what right now are you doing to protect your mental health and what do you think other people should you know other and we specifically talking about black people cuz I think our mental health has to have like an extra layer right now. Like what are you what are you doing to to protect yours? I'm going to be honest (laughs) when it comes to like certain that goes back
1: to what I said, when it comes to certain stuff that's like on the news or um, on Facebook or social media, cause social media in the media just alone hype things up a lot. So I, I just keep scrolling. I either scroll or I get off and don't want to get on social media or watch the news because again I don't want to see that and then that being my spirit and I start thinking ill will of other people who didn't you know and it's it didn't happen to me personally but we could have we can experience secondary trauma mm. based off of somebody else's experience so giving myself that space and that opportunity not to put myself in that position like with the movie Get Out I watched Get Out mm. And it shed light for me. And for like a week and a half, I looked at white people different, <laughs> but I don't like want y'all to get us. <laughs> yeah. And y'all listening to our music. Like I knew y'all wanted to be like us, but <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't want that to be in my spirit. Cause I don't want to have those type of feelings toward other people,
0: but isn't, when it i had to watch get out a couple of times to, uh, and honestly when i watched get out to me it was just like confirming stuff i already thought mhm you know what i'm saying and then this is the funny thing it's like it's like when you think something or when you feel something every everything that you see or hear or watch is it's like confirming that whether it's true or not so kind of like if you feel negative everything that you see or here that day or whatever is like confirming whatever negative feeling. So when I watch Get Out, I was like, uh-huh, this is confirmation of stuff I already thought. Mm-hmm. You know, uh even with like the lips. And I had this conversation yesterday because um, one of my cousins said something to my other cousin about her having big lips like me. And number one, I kind of had checked them about that because I was like, y'all got to stop doing stuff like that. That's number one. And then number two, I told my little cousin, I said, let me tell you something. I said, people are paying for these lips, honey. Don't <laughs> let nobody tell you different, you know, and then it kind of changed the look on her face. But yeah, Get Out just kind of confirmed some things like even with tanning, like I look at be looking at my sister-in-law sideways. You know what I'm saying? Because I have a permanent tan. I ain't got to deal with all the extra. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, get out is a whole other, other, other thing. Um, I said, you know, I am i don't put nothing past nobody at, at this point, honestly. I look at everybody like they trying to kidnap me for some reason. Um, and this is kind of going back to even dealing with my mental health. Like, I go up in Walmart And I'll have like my little pouch. I'll have my mace on my wrist and whatever other weaponry, I'm going to say it like that, within reach. Because I go in Walmart, like you watching the videos of people flipping out and doing dumb stuff. Like I go in Walmart literally on ready mode. Like I wish a ninja would up in here.
1: But it's like you have to stay ready because you never know what's going to happen now. Things are so unpredictable. So it's like if if you're not ready, then you're going
0: to be caught off guard. But I wonder, is it that things have gotten crazier or we're just seeing crazy things that's been going, you know, what I'm saying, because, you know, like kind of like if you type something in in Google and then like you go to Facebook or YouTube or whatever, then it's like whatever you typed in. All of a sudden, you start seeing ads for that. Everything you see is related to that and everything else. So if you watch a video or see something that has to do with people flipping out in Home Depot behind a mask, all the news that come up on your phone is going to seem like everybody in there flipping out, acting a fool behind a mask.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's um, like that that history saving your your search. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. If Let's, it, if it, oh, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead.
1: Uh-uh, you got it. I was gonna say that's the thing, too. Like 2020, you know, everybody thought 2020 was, you know, the year of clarity, you know, the perfect vision, um, and things like that. But I, I think 2020 is just really exposing us to the things that were already going on that maybe we didn't pay much attention to back then, or maybe we mm-hmm. didn't have the tools and um the tools that we needed back then so things could be um exposed. Like now we have social media. We have these smartphones to where you could record. Back then police ain't even have on you know the body cam. So though we have better tools now, but I think sometimes we use them in the wrong manner. Cause I feel mm. if you could stand there and record, you can do something.
0: Yep. I already said there will never be a video unless somebody else recording of, of me, I ain't no, I'm not going to be like, no ma'am. I live. Oh, those videos really burn me. I live in this, uh, building and trying to explain. I Mm -hmm. wish, I wish I would. (laughs) Yeah. I wish, I wish I, and I, I said, Lord, I said, um, and that's what make, make me mad. And, You know, that's like I said, a whole other conversation definitely is that whole what you call it bystander effect or something when people stand there and don't do anything and they just like record or they watch stuff going on, Yeah, you know, Um, and all of that play into our, our mental health. Like it's almost like some of us are stuck frozen in in fear and other others. Of us feel like, you know, like me, like I got to always be ready in case I have to mace somebody, man, woman or child. Um, <laughs> but mentally, like I know that's not healthy to feel like I always got to be on my guard. hmm. Because then you like you don't want to be
1: on edge thinking that it's right. going to happen. Yeah, because that's, you know, being on edge or feeling that tension is, you know, part of anxiety. Um that fear for the future or fear of not knowing, you know, what's going to happen or fear of losing control. So no, you don't, you kind of, in a sense, don't want to be ready, but in a sense you kind of do not saying that you know, something is going to happen, but you kind of want to be prepared for what is for the unexpected. Sometimes depending on the situation, um, a lot of stuff is transpiring, fast i will say that like a lot of stuff is transpiring fast you just never know anymore you could be driving down the street and your car might be hit with a bullet you just you you just never know so i think it's going to be important to be aware so maybe if you don't want to you know be on edge just make sure you're aware of your surroundings not like paranoid aware but more so of you peep game out so if people are running, then we know, Hey, I'm not going in that direction, you know? So things like that, of just being aware of, if you see something, you know, out of the ordinary, a man in a, um, what them, what are them coats called? Um, a trench coat. Yeah. Like if you see a man in a trench coat, Hey, I'm going, matter of fact, I'm not going to even go in a different direction. I'm leaving out of the store, mm. you know? So knowing things like that, and it might not even be anything, but guess what? I'll find out once I get home, I'm not gonna stay and find out, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. So. It's yeah. How do I um or or people? Okay, so physically um I'm, I'm prepared to defend me and mine at all costs at all times. But how do I separate that from me having anxiety to where I feel like I can't go anywhere or I feel like stressed out on 10. I know a lot of people, um, you know, right now, I think divorce, divorce rates are up or filings are up or something Mm -hmm. like that. You got your kids, um, you know, if you got kids at home stressing you or trying to do their school work, you have, um, what else? Uh, suicides, I think, and thoughts of suicides are, are up so how do you separate enough to where you just not like i can't take it take this no more because nobody wants to be what you call like in fight and fight or flight mode 24 hours a day because it i know it affects your physical health as well
1: yeah it it does what i will say i was i will say a couple of things one is having that self-care allowing yourself to have a break whether you need a break from your family, whether you need a break from work, you just need that ability to do something that is going to make you happy or make you experience that joy. So you won't feel so overwhelmed with everything that has been going on. Another thing that I say really helps me and this helps me whether I'm at work, home, you know, just no matter where I'm at, that serenity prayer. You know, I, I really love the serenity prayer and I really love breaking it down. You know, having the, you know, asking God to help you accept the things you can't change. So knowing what's in your control and what is not in your control. Some things we can't control, but we can't control everything. We can't right. control people. We can't control their behavior, but we can't control how we react. So knowing what we can control and what we can't. In knowing that, OK, if we don't like something and we could change it, then let's work towards changing it. If we don't know how to change it, then we can always ask someone for help and know that is not easy asking for help. But if we need that help, why not ask for it? Why have to go through it alone or try to figure it out or remain stuck because we don't want to ask for help? Ask for that help so you can be willing to change the things that you need to change. If you can't change it, we pray. If you can't change it, we work on it and get the help that we need to change it. And then having that wisdom. So having that knowledge and that power to know the difference between the two. So you can't say, well, I could change him or I could change her. You cannot. You can only change yourself. So the serenity prayer really helps. So self-care, the serenity prayer and just being self-aware, knowing what you just knowing how much you can take. Before you reach your breaking point, knowing how much you can take, knowing when you need to take a step back, especially when it involves the kids in virtual, you know if the <laughs> some kids don't even want to sit down, you know they want to mess with other stuff, but if you know that you already got some issues going on and your response or your reaction might come off angry, taking that step back so you'll be able to calm down before you communicate with that child that way you don't have to say anything that you might you know, want to try to take back later because once the words are already out, you can't put them back in. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, self-care, the serenity prayer, it being self-aware, being, being very self-aware, being mentally aware.
0: Okay. Question. Mm-hmm. <sighs> now this is, it, it. when I look at it, like, okay, so here it is. My husband is white and my in-laws are white and it's hard. I don't want to say it's hard. Like I, I, I'm really having a, I can't be like all white people are racist besides my husband and my in-laws. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I know if that's something hard for me to do, how do I tell somebody else that may have internalized you know what they see the hatred and stuff like that that they see in the world how can I tell them like hey you shouldn't hate all white people because I could I could understand how easily somebody could feel that way mm-hmm. you understand what I'm saying like yeah. whether it's all white people or Asians like literally what I would say is put
1: yourself in somebody else's shoes now in the the thing with this, or the side note, to putting yourself in somebody else's shoes, knowing that of course you're a good person. Now, if you're crooked, you're bad. Hey, that's going to be a little different, you know. But if you know you're a good-hearted person, if you know you're sincere, putting yourself in other people's shoes, would you want someone to think that of you? Knowing that you have a good heart, you know, would you want someone to think ill will of you or stereotype you um, into a culture? You know, and then you're absolutely nothing like your race, you know. So for me, that's what I would that would be like the advice that I would give them, even if they have that ill will. You know, you have a good heart or, you know, you mean people. Well, everybody don't know that, but you know that. So would you want somebody who doesn't know you to put you in the category as a thug or as a um, as a thought, you know, things like that? (laughs) You know, would you want somebody to put you in that category? We wouldn't want anybody to put us in that category. So trying to be um, sensitive to other other people and um, how they may be. Because everybody is, you know, every white person is not racist, but there are right. some. So just knowing, hey, there are some, but not everybody. And if you do come across a racist person, just handle yourself accordingly.
0: Mm. Hashtag code. Some people may not may or may (laughs) not. Right, that's what I mean. I couldn't think of it. That's why I was trying to say catch that. Um, before we uh reserve the rest of our conversation for another day, I I have one last thought. One last thought. Um, that halfway (laughs) left my left my mind. Um, what about? because I, I have a, a cousin and I, I love her dearly. And she makes me so mad because she's one of those people that worry about other people judging her, like how they judge other quote unquote. And I'm doing this all in quotes. y'all. Other black people, like she'll say stuff like, I don't want them to think like I'm like other black people and me. And I think some of that does come with age as well. Cause she's, you know, under 30 mm-hmm. and me. I kind of have this, I don't care. Yeah. Because I've had to tell her, like, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. Like, do you know all black people? Mm -mm. (laughs) So you can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, just and I, and that makes me mad. Like, I don't, I hate to see, you know, black people, especially young, young black people. And yeah, I only can speak about for the race I'm in, period. Uh, Feeling like they have to go over and beyond to prove that they're not like those black people or that they're okay with people of other races. At my age, I'm like, I ain't assume what you want to. I have nothing to prove. Right. Because uh, honestly, I have had people tell me before that they, um, Thought I was a little racist or a little prejudice. And of of course, I and I say of course I'm not, but you know, it is because you could be married to somebody of another race and still be racist or prejudice. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but um, you know, but at this point, I'm like, I whatever. Mm-hmm. I like I really, I don't know if it's just me as a person, me being an Aquarius or me being over 40. I'm like, I don't care what people think. I think, I think people have to grow. Some people have to grow to
1: that because some people are raised to where they have to do everything right or things have to be perfect. Some people don't know how to live without having to prove themselves to other people or better yet, Mm -hmm. sometimes having to prove them themselves to themselves, you know, letting them know, Hey, you're on the right track. So giving themselves that credit when, um, the credit is due. What I will say is when it comes to other people's thoughts or feelings or whatever they say, I look at it like this, it's a fact or it's an opinion. And I feel no one can say a fact about me unless they know me. So if you don't know me, then whatever you say or whatever you think about me is your opinion and opinions are not true. So that's on you. Um, Mm -hmm. So try not to internalize that, like they have a coffee. You drink coffee?
0: Sometimes I'm weaning myself.
1: (laughs) Like I I think of a coffee filter, you know, like you put the filter in there, you put the beans in there. It filters out what you don't need and then you drink what you do need. But as like the coffee. So mentally having a mental filter filtering things out that you don't need in your mind and keeping the things that you do need in your mind. So if it's something negative that somebody has to say about you, if it's their opinion, which it is, then not even letting that get to you like that, like filtering that out, not even allowing it to get to your mind because people are going to talk whether you're doing bad or good, but it's up to you because we can't change people. We yep. can't change what they're going to do, but it's up to you on what you're going to allow. Don't allow that to get in your head. If your hair is messy, but you like your hair like that, guess what? That's their opinion. If they don't like it, the fact is you like it. So they just have to deal with it. Period. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so getting to that point to, like you say, we don't care what people think. Now that doesn't mean, you know, we're going to act crazy or anything but we're going to be ourselves being your authentic self. Cause you don't want to have to fake it till you make it. That ain't fun. Hmm. That's not fun at all. Cause then you're going to lose who you are
0: trying to please somebody else. And life is way too short for that. It really something, is. Something I tell my son, even when it comes to, to me and my opinions dealing with him, I tell him, I say, look, you have to live with you 24 hours a day for the rest of your life. Mm hmm. Period. Not me. I said, because, you know, I could decide I don't want to speak to you for the next 10 years. Um, but you have to live with you. And you know, I, she'll grow out of it. i am make sure she definitely listens to this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, I don't have anything to, to prove to anybody. And I told her she's going to get to that point one day. I don't, and I don't care what race, uh, you are, you could be my own race and feel a certain way about black women. You could feel a certain way about black women over 40. I, I just, I happen not to care. Mm-hmm. And if you voice your opinion to me, please be prepared for my response. Yeah. <laughs> that That's all I'm going to say. That's going to be my next shirt that I make you. We entitled to our opinions. Right. What is that, the first amendment That you could say what you want or whatever freedom of speech. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you. You have freedom of speech and I have freedom to react. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Yes. Look, period. Period. So, uh (laughs) until our next uh, conversation, Queen Donna, of course, is, you know, us talking is always a interesting uh you know i i grow a little bit i grow i'm growing it steadily how can the audience connect with you find you and those things because of course we want them to get some of the wisdom that you may be putting out there because i i don't even be trying to be wise no more like i don't even be trying like i don't even I still love y'all, but y'all, 2020 is not the year for me to motivate nobody. As
1: I say, but sometimes motivation is telling the truth,
0: so. My motivation, I have nice, nasty motivation. We're going to (laughs) say it like that. Nice, nice tea. My motivation is nice tea, isn't it? Yeah, because that's what Miss Chalet used to say. It Nice tea. Nice tea. Motivation. (laughs) (laughs) Well...
1: They could find me. Um, they could find me on Instagram. I have two pages on Instagram. Um, I have my business page, Grace- Gracefully Purpose Counseling. But you also could really find me on Higher Underscore Above Average Two Thousand Fifteen. Um, mostly Instagram.
0: Boom, y'all find her, connect with her. Thank you for. Uh... Listening to the show, of course, y'all yeah, was privy to a very interesting conversation, which that's what we're going to have here on After Dark Conversations. If you want to add your two cents, then you could do that at com. Until next time. And yes, if you hear something, I have a cough drop in my mouth, okay? Wearing, this mask wearing makes my throat dry. Oh, that's yeah. all I got to say. It's hard. Um, ooh, that's a whole other conversation until next time remember have conversations that make you think laugh cry feel and do something that makes a difference peace you have been listening to define you radio after dark conversations if you learn something, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with your friends, family, and foes. Make sure you go over to defineyouradio.com and subscribe for our monthly giveaways and more.